on CityCast Las Vegas, I chat with food blogger Las Vegas Phil about a new food hub in town and why it's popping up near Rainbow and 215 with mostly Asian restaurants. We're both wondering, is Vegas big enough for two Chinatowns? It's Thursday, March 30th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Las Vegas, Phil, welcome back to CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks, Vogue. Thanks for having me back. Heck yeah. Today we want to talk about the Rainbow and 215 area, which is basically, for most of us, we just know it as where the Ikea is located. (laughs) So around Ikea surrounding area, there seems like there's a bunch of restaurants popping up on that side of town. What have you noticed about the types of food that's served? Absolutely. So in many circles, uh, South Rainbow is considered Chinatown 2.0, and I can't really argue with that at all. There's just so many amazing restaurants just on that street. Uh, first of all, like Rainbow Kitchen, which was one of the, I mean, I think it's the best dim sum in town off the strip. And then there's other great Chinese restaurants like Winkey, Hong Kong Barbecue, Taste. And then you have all the Korean restaurants, which are primarily owned by by one company. Oh. Um, there's Goong, Korean Barbecue, Soyo, which is an old school Korean, they call it the Barstaurant. Wait, you have to break down barstaurant for me. <laughs> a, a bar restaurant. What have so, we created now? <laughs> well, they actually invented that uh, word. I actually saw that word maybe 10 years ago. So okay. um, a lot of those Korean restaurants are geared to serve food that's great with drinking. Great with beer, great with soju, all that stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah. I like it. I'm with it. <laughs> um, yeah. Why do you think so many Asian restaurants are converging like right there versus another part of town? I think it's just a mixture of of several things. One are the the overwhelming number of residents in that area. So there are a lot of Asians, specifically Chinese, that live in that area now, specifically in Nevada trails and all that kind of stuff. So they just want great food that is just in closer proximity to to where they live. Mm. And I think that's a huge reason why. Um, Housing prices are pretty high over there. So you feel like people can afford stuff down there. Mm. So like an $80 Peking duck would not be... Uh, sticker shock or out of the ordinary. And also, I think really Spring Mountain is just so oversaturated. Like if I was opening a a restaurant, an Asian-themed restaurant, I probably would avoid Spring Mountain because you've basically entered the Olympics of Asian food Mm -hmm. right on that street. There are just so many competitors and it's so hard to be uh, a regular at any place because there's just so much variety. Mm. I have a friend who's trying to go to a different restaurant every time they go. And Mm -hmm. I have that thought in my heart, but then I'm also, I'm really attached to Jialong Bao because I also want to eat everything on their menu before I move on. And so I'm, I'm trapped. (laughs) I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And I did actually get to uh, go to a Rainbow Kitchen with my spouse because he works not too far from over there. So Mm -hmm. we didn't get to go hardcore on dim sum because his lunch break is not that long enough for that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> don't go to dim sum during lunch, folks. Like, you, I know better. And we just didn't do better. I was just so excited to go. Dim sum for me should definitely be a group thing. It's the best way to share everything. A date night or a, a lunch date just doesn't uh, just doesn't cut it for me. Yeah. But sure. yeah, um, Bill Chen and the staff at Rainbow Kitchen have done an exceptional job, have great attention to detail. 
over what they're serving. Bill was in uh, gaming for a very long time, so he's eaten at all the fine dining restaurants, not just in Vegas, but also in Macau as well. And that has really shaped uh, his opinion on what a, a Chinese restaurant should be in 2023. And I think it really shows, it, they don't really explain it on the menu, hmm. um, but there is a lot going on and it's just a, a wonderful place to go. Mm-hmm. And the, all the fresh fish, like I was like, oh, all of the different <laughs> things that need to get killed so I can eat. Alex <laughs> 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 strips me out. But I mean, other than Rainbow Kitchen, what are like your other like top three places you'd recommend to someone? If you're like, all right, go over here. Here's the top three spots. I really love Taste as well. That's a, another Chinese restaurant. A little fancier dining room than Rainbow. They offer a great Peking duck, which I believe right now is like $50. And I think that's the lowest in the city. A uh, wow. big difference between Peking duck and roasted duck is that the Peking duck is served crispier and uh, served whole, whereas the roast duck uh, has, is a little more fleshy and they just throw it on rice and it's usually cheaper because it takes less effort. And then I also love Winky Hong Kong barbecue, the best place for barbecue meats on rainbow, crispy pork belly, duck, soy sauce, chicken, you know, honey glazed pork, all that stuff. And it's so reasonably priced. And also they have some of the best wontons in the city. So if you love wonton soup, any of the noodle soups like that, um, it's a really great spot. Pretty small, but it's in the uh, Smith's Shopping Center there on Rainbow and definitely worth checking out. And then also Soyo, Soyo as well for uh, a Korean restaurant. Yeah, I mean, late night drinking bar, the music's pretty high energy. And uh, it's a great place. And what would you order at Soyo? It sounds like it's really about the vibe, but what would you order at Soyo? So all the drinks, um, but I love <laughs> like the stews. Um, the stews uh, come, they, they bring a burner to the table, they bring the pot, oh, yes. uh, they cook it up right there. So army stew is a classic. Okay. Um, also the LA Galbi is excellent. Okay. And I really love the uh, chicken bulldog, which is a, how do I explain it? It's spicy cheesy chicken in a in like a spicy sauce i would eat that yeah okay so good with rice well i say that pretty much every, every. food <laughs> <laughs> but i think anytime you bring me a bowl that is currently like has its heat source is still connected to the bowl of whatever i'm eating i just yep. feel like that's love that, that's yeah. that's the best possible way to bring me a soup or a stew is to just Bring me the whole bring me the whole pot don't play games come on totally totally absolutely the best kind of comfort food Even in summer, you know, I'm so down. Mm -hmm. So I know you're not a dessert person, but I'm going to ask you, what are your dessert recommendations in the area? So for desserts, I mean, there's, I mean, dessert ground zero on South Rambo is definitely cream berry. It is an Asian... Uh, Asian-owned restaurant. Have you? Are you familiar with it at all? I do not think so. I'm trying to think. Okay. There was like a shaved like ice spot for a while. Not shaved ice, but it was like you could roll up the ice cream. But I'm very sure that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> Actually, they they do have that on there. Basically, okay. Creamberry has managed to cover pretty much every trendy dessert on IG into okay. one place. And not only have they done that, they invented the cotton candy burrito. Okay, that um, sounds like yeah. Um, cavities but okay yeah i mean your, me dentist, your dentist may want to jump off the building if you if they saw you eat this <laughs> but yeah so gigantic cotton candy burritos where they stuff with any cereal candy oh whatever God. you want ice cream imaginable they roll it all up it looks just like 
I don't even know. It's just the most insane thing ever. Uh, it's blown up on social media. It's been a huge thing on social for probably the last, I want to say four years now. Wow. But not only do they do that, but they do like the egg waffle Sundays, rolled ice cream tacos, mm-hmm. all kinds of colorful stuff, insane stuff. It's it's crazy on the weekends. There's an hour-long wait ah. uh, sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays because the burritos do take a while to put together. Okay. Um, but to me, that would be the dessert spot. I think that would be the only one. Um, where else would be a good place for desserts on South Rainbow? What about brew tea bar for boba? Yes, I don't know if I consider brew tea a dessert. However, br- anything with X amount of sugar. <laughs> like if you can take it, if anything that's going to make, you know, your dentist squirm. Right. But yeah, brew tea is far and away the number one uh, boba brand in Las Vegas. They've done a tremendous job in marketing and just making the best first impression ever so that people have come back years and years and years later. I mean, God, when they opened, maybe 2015, 2016. And it's still the best in town. I, like I said, I'm not a dessert person. My wife is, though, so she does love a jasmine milk uh, tea boba. Mm-hmm. And I usually either get taro or mm-hmm. sometimes I'm lame and go the senior citizen way and just get a hot tea. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do that at buffets. Actually, there's several other things that have had, been added on recently. The most surprising one to me, and I, I just went there last week, is a Daisho, which is a new omakase-style, Japanese-style restaurant uh, that is open in the same plaza where Sprouts is. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but, I know that. Yeah, but their menu, it's a 21-course menu, $270. What? And this but is wait. really interesting because it's the first omakase with that steep of a price so far off the strip. And it's going to be really interesting to see if they thrive and if there's enough demand uh, for that level of meal uh, seven days a week. I, I, I don't know. They only, the bar only fits maybe eight to ten. Oh, but wow. I mean, they, I mean they're, the quality is great, but I, I just am curious to see uh, how that's all going to shake out. Right. That's an interesting location. It's a nice little plaza, though. It's not overstuffed with people and things. Yeah. What What is omakase style? Omakase basically means uh, chef's choice. So you leave it all up to the chef. You don't know what's coming. And they just kind of uh, serve you based on the freshness of the ingredients that they have mm-hmm. and, and how they see the flow of the dinner mm-hmm. uh, going. And, and flow is a big thing for yeah. Japanese cuisine, like omakase-style dinners or kaiseki-style dinners. Yes. I was um, like, kaiseki, I I recall. I'm like, this yes. is the one with the tweezers, and they don't play, and it's delicate, <laughs> and it must be balanced. Very true. Very true. They definitely take their stuff seriously, and and people don't appreciate the amount of prep that they're, these guys are doing as early Man. as like 9 a.m. in the morning to, mm-hmm. to, to have this all ready to serve at 7 p.m. But I think it's it's... A great quality restaurant. I'm just very curious to see if that's going to work. You know, your average Las Vegas consumer might want to go in and get a Philly roll or something like that. And (laughs) and what do they get? They'll probably just turn them away. I don't know. Because normally, most of the high-end Japanese restaurants that are doing this are much closer to the Strip. So Mm. tourists can take an Uber there. So it's not that big a deal. Even like Kabuto, which is a bit further from the Strip on Spring Mm. Mountain, you know, they still get the tourist crowd. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. Right. And there's a few, you know, interesting, really nice hotels that are off strip. And I feel like I've been meeting more people who 
come to town regularly, like Vegas is their vacation town, and mm-hmm. they are starting to veer off strip and starting to want to see the city more because they've been coming so long, they're considering moving. And so they're like, I don't want to stay on the strip. I want to stay in a hotel in the community so I can figure out if I really want to live here later when For I retire. Sure. So it's For happening. Sure. Um, so I don't know, we'll see. Do you think that this area will become our new Chinatown? I think it, yeah, for sure. I, if it is hasn't already, it it will be. There's still empty plots of land remarkably on South Rainbow when you drive down there. <laughs> and so there could still very well be maybe the next Shanghai Plaza is going to pop up. I mean, I never thought Shanghai Plaza could even fit on Supreme Mountain yet. Mm. Yet it was built. So that's, it's very possible. And then Durango Station might change the whole look of that area as well. I, I know property values and things like that are have, have gone up since Durango Station was uh, announced. So I think, yeah, it, you go back to hotels, people staying there, people will stay at Durango Station and kind of explore from there. Okay, so Durango Station, and that's going to be located at 215 in Durango, so really a couple of blocks from this, this area where to Ikea zone <laughs> area. So yeah, I think... That's going to be the catalyst. That's going to that's going to change everything drastically. For sure. When we say okay, that's going to be the new Chinatown, but like what makes an area a Chinatown? Like is it just the restaurants? Cuz in my head I have a different picture, but I want to know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. So, whoever coined this Chinatown 2.0 is just referring it to restaurants, for sure. And unfortunately, you know, Chinatown does lump in so many different Asian cultures. Like when people say, oh, I love Asian food or or when some award show gives best Asian restaurant, Ugh. that irks me to no end because there's just so many different styles and and I feel like those should be able to stand out on their own. But I understand, you know, there's only 10 awards. You can't give 15 awards in some cases for some magazines or things like that. So they do have to lump it like that. I feel like they can. It's an award. You can make more. I, I love learning about ingredients. I love learning about different people's cultures and, and what grows naturally in people's native spaces, people's native countries and things like that. So I don't know how people don't find it fascinating. Who just puts food in their face and doesn't think about it? I can't do it. Lots of people. Lots <laughs> I, of people. And I, I think I it's the majority. To, I want to learn. I want to know. I, I run social media for a, a very popular Chinese noodle style restaurant. And so many people go on stories and say best ramen ever. Like, they have no idea. I'm like, are you kidding me? So they'll go to a pho place and call it ramen. Anything with noodles and soup is basically ramen to them. And, you know, and that's just the level of food education that the average consumer has. I I really believe that. Well, there's more. There's enough TV shows. I feel like there's enough TV shows and internet we could learn. Totally, totally. But yeah, going back to Rainbow and calling it Chinatown 2.0. I mean, Chinatown... The word Chinatown has changed so much for so many people where it was uh, an incredible representation of segregation and all that kind of terrible stuff. And where now, you know, it's just a cultural hub uh, where there's a huge sense of pride for for the second and third generations um, that are there. And it just a go-to place for for just excellent food. Mm. Um, I think that's what it's become, specifically in Vegas. You know, people can fight all they want about changing the name. I, I don't think the name... I, it can be changed at this point, but it's just how it is. We need an H Mart over there. Like that'll be. <laughs> yeah, any Asian supermarket. There's a couple of super small ones. I did walk into uh, more of a Vietnamese Thai Lao style market. Um, didn't, 
look like they maybe average 10 customers a day. Okay. But but yeah, something much bigger would be amazing. And I think, you know, Seafood City is a good example. I mean, they're at a Royal Crossing. Whoever thought a huge Filipino market like that would ever be like a staple of that kind of a plaza. So I think it's coming, you know, it's just like everything else. It's just an evolution. Non-Asian people didn't have kimchi in their fridge 20 years ago and now they do so yeah, yeah maybe h mart will be here in less than 10 years that'd be amazing though yeah i think it makes sense too for sourcing sourcing materials but um yeah. what do you think are the pros and the cons of having yet another hub of dining on that side of town and what does it mean for las vegans well the winners are all the residents i mean like i said i mean there's just so many restaurants to choose from just in general in vegas but I mean, more choices, the better, to be honest. I think just improves the the culinary landscape of the city. From a business standpoint, I have no idea how all of them make money, but that's not my problem. This is our question every time. <laughs> not my problem. I'm just the eater, not the, uh, not the finance guy. But right. I think it's, yeah, anytime anything of high quality opens anywhere in Vegas, in my mind, I mean, that's that's just an amazing thing and, and never a negative. Hmm. Yeah. So you don't think it takes away from the original Chinatown? I mean, there's certain, certainly a lot of people in Nevada trails that live in that area are not going to go to Spring Mountain as often. But still, even with all these restaurants, there's certain types of cuisine, certain types of tastes and flavors that you can only get on Spring Mountain or nearby Spring Mountain. Hmm. Um, so I don't think it takes away from it at all. I mean, if anything, Spring Mountain is more for the for the strip it's the strip crowd, the tourists uh, who want a great Chinese or Japanese or Korean meal at a fraction of the price that they would get uh, on the strip. I mean, if you can't afford Expot, well, Chubby Cattle is also owned by Expot, and that's right on Spring Mountain and Jones and a great alternative um, that won't break the bank. So, no, I don't, I don't think it takes away from it at all. Word. Mm. Well, mm, bring on the plates. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas, Phil, thanks so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas again, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on again. And I actually got some great DMs and emails uh, from the last time I was on. And so thank you to all the listeners that did that. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking about more food with you in the future. And here's what else Las Vegas is talking about. Governor Lombardo proposed a Republican-supported bill to change our electoral process. That includes ID requirements, changing the mail-in voting deadline, and more. We'll see how these changes fare in the Democrat-controlled legislature. Also, County Commissioner Tick Segerbloom proposed a new alcohol fee to fund more solutions to homelessness. He says that residents and business owners have complained about the population forming camps near their properties. Sager Bloom says the solution, frankly, is going to be some type of treatment and housing, and that's going to cost money. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Are you hungry for two Chinatowns in Las Vegas? Send us a message at 702-514-0719 and tell us why. If you enjoyed the show, Send this episode to a friend. You can also support us by rating the show, leaving us a review, and subscribing to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care.
I mean, the parking is insane. You go to like Woo! Shanghai Plaza. You go to the plaza on Jones and Spring where District 1 and all that is. I mean, it's nearly impossible to get in <laughs> at all. So you any of those restaurants I mentioned on Rainbow, nobody's circling around for hours. You know, nobody has to run across the street with the, like, you know, like an with insane a prayer. person. With a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I've, I've witnessed it and I've stopped like for somebody and been like, I don't know what to do, but I'm not going to hit this person and I'm going to hope everybody else stops too. <laughs> yeah. 